Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Welcome back to our 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do mini-series. This has been jazzy. I really like it. I really do, too. And I like hearing your feedback and stories because I always get great ideas from you, Bestie. We just play well off of each other. Yes. there's that. You would think all the time we spent together, we would already know these things <laughs> about it. each other. Oh, but no. Full of secrets. You teach me such things. <laughs> Terrence. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe there's some things oh. I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't. I think the world would have been better without that information. So we're not even going to mention the episode that was in. I but it was know. recent because it was one, one, one. <laughs> Great. Okay, if you follow the show, you know I know no episode numbers. But <laughs> the one that, that Brooke resonated. <laughs> the one that Brooke says I'm not going to say the episode number. I know. Check it out. Betrayal. Alright, so last episode <laughs> we talked about chapter two, which is not giving away power. So I'm not going to give away my power of being angry that you remembered the episode number. <laughs> I wanted you to be impressed. <laughs> I, I am impre- equally impressed and dissatisfied with <laughs> that wealth of knowledge you have over there. Baxter, you ate the whole block of cheese. Not even that. I'm impressed. <laughs> I have not thought about that in years. Okay, well, that's a great intro to chapter three, which is, they don't shy away from change. It's not that some people have willpower and some don't. It's that some people are ready to change and others are not. James Gordon. We switched it up that time. Good job, We did. We're so smooth now. (laughs) Just skip the first uh, 50 (laughs) episodes. We have not done a fun segue yet. Uh, We'll get there. Okay. Or not. How about now? Speaking of... (laughs) Is this you? (laughs) Remember, we don't want to do this. We don't want to shy away from change. So if these things resonate with you, maybe you are this person. Oh, I thought you had one that you were going with. Oh, sure, yeah. You tend to justify a bad habit by convincing yourself what you're doing isn't that bad. That one really... Mm. that a lot of people might say, oh, well, that's just part of my job, or that's just who I am as a person, or, well, we've always done it that way. So if you have said those things, Mm. I mean, if we've... I had a boss at one point who I was trying to upgrade some things technologically. I can't say it. Technologically. There you go. Uh All right. Cool. Farinism. (laughs) (laughs) And they replied with, well, this is the way we've always done it. And in my head, I'm like, well, get your tablet and chisel out, please, because that was the way we always did it until we did better. Yes. Mm, That's a good one. I hear it a lot. Um, Another statement that might resonate is, you worry that any changes you make aren't likely to last. Mm. Yeah, especially if you have a a 
history. Oh, that's that's just who I am as a person. I can't keep this going. Yeah. Diet and exercise, like, oh, if I lose all the weight, I'm just going to put it back on. So or, I might as well not try. Why yeah. try? Or if I start a business, I might break even and be right back in this job anyways. Um, or if I, you know, if we go and we work on our re- marriage or our relationship, we'll be fighting again in a month, and so why bother? Mm-hmm. And, and that's all so you can have tools to prepare yourself for later. Yes. Another one that stuck with me was you hesitate to do anything new because it just seems like too big of a commitment in your gram sevens. Mm-hmm. And because if you do start that new job and leave that old job, well, what's going to happen? What are all these? I mean, it could go sideways. It could. And that makes me think of the Everything is Figureoutable, Everything is Figureoutable miniseries 40 through 51 where she does the worst case scenario, best case scenario. I think we'll talk about that a little bit later here anyway. Yes. And the last one that stuck out to me was you make excuses for why you can't change. Mm. And you believe them because they're partially true, but there's never a good time. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't have enough time. Yeah. How many times have we heard that? Not enough time. Got to wait till the kids are a certain age Mm -hmm. and all the things. Right. There's a different page in this chapter. It talks about the different types of change, so... It could be anything from habit change. So we just did our Atomic Habits mini-series. That's episode 103 through 111. There's also behavioral change. And we have an episode, episode 60, specifically about changing behavior. But that falls into our Switch on Your Brain mini-series, episodes 55 through 62. She also mentions emotional change. And that would cover Daring Greatly, episodes 28 through 38. Or cognitive change, which hits the switch on your brain, grit, and get out of your head mini-series. So we're going to link a bunch of stuff in the show notes so you can figure out where you need to start. Which change do you think you've done in this season of life? Which could be the last week or month (laughs) or... Um, Let me go with... Uh, I mean, it's all right. when we did the Daring Greatly mini-series, that was when I was doing some super intensive counseling and learning about the Enneagram, and learning healthy boundaries and vulnerability and shame and guilt and all that stuff. So I would say the emotional change one would be something I experienced in the past two, like two years ago, three years ago. So yeah, and I'm for the better because of it. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. I was trying to pick. That's why I asked you yours, so I could just copy your answer. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think... Trying something new change. Well, see, I saw that, and but mine wasn't on there. They didn't list mine as an example. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take violin lessons. I, I vote for for try something new change. That's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. So, what are you trying new, Farron? <laughs> Tell us. Yes, I am starting my own dyslexia program. So, um, it's for all readers that struggle, but especially for those that have been identified as having dyslexia. So I'm branching off and doing my own thing and saving the world one kid at a time. Yeah, if you want to know more about dyslexia, episode 39 will be there for you. Farron plays the role of someone who doesn't know what dyslexia is, and she talks with another peer who is phenomenal. Yeah, she's great. So Farron check is it a guru, and there she goes. So stay tuned. <laughs> we'll link her stuff for fun, too. All oh, right. There, so 57, page 57, talks about the five stages of change, but... The last miniseries, we covered that whole thing, how to change good behavior, bad behavior, mm-hmm. uh, and all that stuff. So, again, that's the Atomic Habits miniseries, episodes 103 through 111. So It definitely dives deeper because some changes are quite big, and right. so it's not a silly question to ask, well, how do you make a change? Right. 
because on several meaningful changes that you might find yourself in, it's not easy. Right. And we're not just talking about some of the discomfort that'll come with it, but, um, you know, more of a roadmap. So definitely go check that out. Okay. So like you mentioned earlier, one reason why people might not change is out of fear. Like change is just like too scary. Yeah. Whether that's fear of the unknown, fear of what's going to happen if I walk away from this toxic relationship or whatever. So we're not, we're covering all types of fear-based things yeah what if I try to change it and it actually makes it worse so I can tolerate this but if it got worse I don't know if I could tolerate that yeah that would be a lie that is in your head yes another one is avoiding discomfort nines here I am (laughs) avoiding (laughs) so let's move on to the next one (laughs) we're not gonna talk about that one (laughs) no too uncomfortable grief yeah that's pretty painful and we're going to have someone on in this mini-series that will speak into grief. And we also have episode 18 with Stephanie Frentress. And she survived a tragic car accident. So if you want to hear more about grief, hang on to the end of this mini-series and also episode 18. Yes. And if you haven't experienced grief, uh, you will at some point. So again, this book is all about building your mental strength so you're ready when you need it. Yeah. Um, so don't for the test. shy away from the discomfort of the idea of grief. Right. Sixes. <laughs> and she talks about the problem with shying away from change. So that could be uh, your life Your life may not get better. And you mentioned that, Farron. Like, well, what if I do something and it gets worse? Okay, will it really? What happened? Then go, okay, go down the rabbit hole. What's the worst, worst, worst that could happen? Okay, and then what would you do if that happened? Okay, now what's the best case scenario? And then where does that leave you? Yeah, for those of you that haven't um, done the everything is figure outable, that whole idea is that how much time do you spend thinking of the worst case scenario? Sixes. And you let all that determine it. But mm-hmm. how much time do you spend on best case scenario? Sevens. And she'll talk about this more later too about um, assessing risk and trying to separate the emotion and just looking at it logistically. Mm-hmm. But still in this section too. Um, the other people will outgrow you. And I know we talk a lot about social media being a highlight reel, but I think some of that, um, seeing those things and why it can be upsetting is because you feel like you're outgrown and being left behind in a certain way. Uh, but then you might just stop in either one, look at, like, take that thought captive. Is it true? And so you'll either look back and see how much you have grown and all the things you're currently working on, Or you might sit there and you might realize, like, wow, I've not taken action. Right. I've made this choice. And even Mm -hmm. if you've been through crazy stuff and you're like, that was out of my control, I bet it still grew you. Um, It might not look like, you know, Lamborghinis. Right. Right. (laughs) It could look like financial freedom instead of Lamborghinis. Yes. It could look very different. So I really liked the outgrow you one. Our interview with Casey Coates, that's episode 91, he talked about his wife Lauren would journal and she'd write down the same 10 goals every single day. And at one point she showed him the journal and he was like, he, he went back and saw how she had accomplished like three of the 10, five of the 10, seven of the 10. And he realized if I don't start doing something like this, she is going to outgrow me. And he's, he's an eight, so he's a little bit of a competitor, but... That gave him the kick in the butt he needed to, hey, I need to visualize goals, see them, write them down, and go after them. So, obviously, we have a journal line, and we'll link our 21 Kicks journals for you so that you have the opportunity to write down your goals and stuff, too. 
What is the percentage about achieving goals? I think you're 54 percent more likely to achieve your goals just by writing them down. Just by writing them down. So if you wrote every day, I will lose 10 pounds, I will lose 10 pounds, and you wrote it every single day, you are more likely to achieve it than if you didn't. Mind-blowing. Yeah. So there's that. Along the same lines of writing stuff down, um, she talks about identifying the pros and cons of change. Yeah. So if you're not super sure you want to change or not, actually make a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think that'll force you to spend some time evaluating the good and the bad and not just worst case scenario. Yeah, it gives you that balance my, so you can see it on paper. Yeah, my OCD from episode 111, in case you forgot, <laughs> is that like even stuff. So mm-hmm. I would find that I'd probably look for even amounts of pros and cons. Now what so, do I do? Yes. That's when you pray about it. <laughs> well, some of the cons might be a little weak. Yeah. Just to make it even. Bearable things. Yeah. Things you can do. I could get a paper cut. Oh, no. <laughs> better not read any more books. <laughs> exactly. That's okay. That's what we're here for. There's also a section in here that's developing an awareness of your emotions. Um, and then when you think about making a change, how do you feel? So, for example... Are you sad that you're going to have to give something up? That was a big one for me. Recently, I have lost some weight just by eating healthy. And yeah, it was hard. Farron, I remember you saying to your face, like day seven, this was the hardest thing I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) And then looking back now, that's just so laughable. And as I said it out of my mouth, I knew in a couple weeks I would be laughing that I said that out loud because it's not the hardest thing I've ever done. (laughs) So thank you for listening in my... Desperate moment. Any time. <laughs> so yes, I was sad for so long that I was going to have to give up this, 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 this. Whenever really, if you just make slight tweaks, you're not going to have to give up everything all the time. Just be smarter about it. Yeah. I There was a post, I'm sure a lot of you saw it, that said, like, choose your heart. Yeah. And so it's like, you could be sad about how you feel about your body and not like the severe negative body image things that people deal with, but you can be sad about it or you can be sad about having to enjoy your favorites less often Mm -hmm. or so choose your sad, choose your hard, choose your uncomfortable. Right. Um, And it's not an easy choice. So back to the pros and cons list. Yeah. Um, T-chart, if you will. But I think a big part of that too is taking your emotion out of it. Yes. So like the night you said that it's like, what do they say? Like you were a good you... friend and listened. Well, I was just thinking, like, after surgery, they usually tell you, like, day seven is when it's going to, like, be the worst. Or, like, when you get your tonsils out, they tell you, this day is going to be the worst. And then after that, like, it's just going to go up from there. Mm-hmm. So, um, your emotions can go like a roller coaster, but, you know, logic will be pretty consistent. Right. I also liked the, are you uncomfortable even admitting a problem exists? So that can be super uncomfortable for some people, especially if you have more of an invincible personality like a three or an eight or a seven who your high energy, um, seven, nothing's going wrong in your life, right? Eights, you can control every situation. Three, you, so you want to look like everything's great, but are you willing to admit that there is potentially a problem? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. It affects everybody. The first step is admitting there's a problem. That is very true. And that is the hardest step, but man, you can't move forward if you you don't take the first step. So she goes on to talk about being aware or alert for 
these kinds of thoughts that may tempt you to avoid change. And so the one at the top pretty speaks lots of volumes. It says, uh, this will never work. (laughs) (laughs) Which absolutes. I feel like everybody probably says that when it's like a big audacious goal. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. And there's, so just looking at all of these, like this will never work. I can't handle doing something different. It'll be too hard. It'll be too stressful. What I'm doing now isn't that bad. (laughs) I mean, all these things that you're thinking, it just makes me think of Philippians 4, 8, where it's like, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, anything that's excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So this will never work. Uh, is that an admirable thing to say? Like, would someone who's like leading the troops be like, oh, y'all, this will never work? <laughs> no! So why are we thinking that? Mm-hmm. But I don't deal well with change. Mm. It just It's a choice, though. And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. Like, oh, well, I don't, I don't do well with change. And if you say that about your kids and your kids hear that, oh, they don't really handle that very well. Well, guess what? They're going to own that, and they're going to realize, oh, I guess I don't handle that well. And they're going to look to you for a response. I was a part of a mama panel a couple years ago. We had brought in a group of moms who are in their 50s and 60s. And it was a group of like us, 20, 30-somethings. And we asked them questions. And one of the moms said, whatever you do, speak life into your kid. Because we told our youngest that she was the wild child. And guess what happened? She owned it, and she turned out to be a wild child. And she can still struggle with that some today, all because we were feeding that to her. So we do have a blog post. It's how to speak life into your kids in three steps. So we'll link that too. It's not too late. (laughs) It's never too late. I'm a grown adult and I still love to hear positive affirmations from my parents. That's true. (laughs) All the time. Okay, there's another section about uh, preparing to make the change with these steps. So there's a couple things you can do. And again, we talked about all of this in the Atomic Habits mini-series, things like establish accountability, monitor your progress, anticipate obstacles that could be there, create a goal. We mentioned all of this in episodes 103 through 111, so we'll let you guys dive into that and then rejoin us here. But that covers that. Yes, and this was something else that I saw um, in Atomic Habits as well. It said, become like the person you want to become. I love that. Yeah, so I think the example in there was about, you know, healthy lifestyle. And so this lady would ask herself, what would a healthy person do? So gets home from work, sits down on the couch. What would a healthy person do right now? Oh, they'd go for a walk. Yeah. Uh, at You know, trying to pick a restaurant to go eat at. Where would a healthy person eat? Um, getting a drink. Well, what would a healthy person drink? So mm-hmm. behave like the person you want to become. And it's not necessarily like be fake. But it's more about... Or do everything of, they do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, you said oh. that very creepy. <laughs> yeah, well, some people will like try to actually be the... Like, no, you're you. No one's you than you. But man, just embody the type of person. Like, If you want to be a better Christian, okay, well, what does the Bible say to do? Or what's that... What I don't know if you did this whenever you were younger. Read your Bible. Always pray. Tell love Jesus. Love each day. Spend some time with Christian friends and you're going to grow, going to grow in Him. Work a work. No. Right. So, even if you... I remember that from forever ago. So if I'm trying to become a better Christian, okay, read my Bible, always pray, and you can go through the list and figure out 
How to do that? I think when you do that, though, then it doesn't work. It shouldn't be too surprising because it's what worked for that person. Like right. you gotta, you gotta find a way that works best for you. True. I like. I'm not a person that gets up at five and reads my Bible. I have to do it different times. You know, there's other people involved that I have to do certain things. So, yeah, you have to do what works for you. Always trial and error. Trial okay. and error. Yep. What's helpful and what's not helpful from whenever you're trying to not shy away from change. So this is how she closes every chapter. What's helpful and what is not helpful. Setting a realistic time frame to establish and reach your goals. SMART goals. We talked about this a few episodes ago in the Dream Big miniseries, episodes 92 through 100. You've got to make it, what is it? It's um, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'll post it. But yeah. I like that one and focusing on one small change at a time with clear action steps Mm -hmm. so uh, my therapist passed away a few years ago now but he'd always after a rant of mine he would say how do you start or how do you get through the thousand mile journey and I would just "Mm -mm, I'm not saying anything I can't remember (laughs) I think I mentioned it last time as I do every time (laughs) (laughs) exactly And so he'd eventually say, I think it's like one step at a time. Does that Mm -hmm. sound, does that sound right? Yes, it does. Thank you. That's why I pay you (laughs) to annoy me. Goodness. Sometimes you need that. Yes. Always helpful. Also like committing to behaving like the person you want to become. Like you were just talking about. We interviewed Jess Day, um, not to be confused with. Jessica Day from New Girl. This is Jessica Day from Canton, Texas. This all day, Winston. She's episode 89, and she talks about how she had to change her lifestyle to become a healthier person. So she's a health coach. She she knows how to do all the things, so follow her on Instagram if you want easy, simple recipes and how to have the lifestyle change. But she had, she knew her goal and what she wanted to how she wanted to feel, what she wanted to be able to do, and then she worked really hard and still works really hard to do that. Yes. On what's not helpful, um, the point about waiting until you feel like changing. No. That's probably (laughs) not going to happen, and if it does, it won't last long. And I mentioned this last episode, but in case you missed it, um, I've been using that as my cue. So when I don't want to do something, the first time I that thought comes to my head, I go do it. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to end up doing it anyways. Say the dishes. Might as well do it now. Whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so instead of wasting emotional energy dreading it, I just go and it gets done. I like how you phrased that. You're going to, if you're not doing it, you're going to be thinking about that. Yeah. Like, oh, I still got to do this by the end of the day. Just eat your frogs and do it now. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to forever use that one. Okay. So what's not helpful, allowing your emotions to dictate whether you want to change without considering the logical aspects of doing something different. So yeah, it's going to be hard to whatever your your goal is, but it's going to be worth it. And here are practical ways to get me there. What is the most helpful thing for you when you're going through a change? Is it like accountability? I feel like it's having a plan. Yes. For me, yes, having a plan, but also... Remember, Paul, our college coach, always told us, begin with the end in mind. So if you wanted the championship, what are the things we have to do to get to the championship? Okay, break down each of those steps again, break it down again, break it down again, and then 
like we talked about, beating this team, beating this team. And, but then it boils down to like how you wake up and get to practice on time. Okay, so now I'm just going to make sure my alarm is set. There we go. That's my first little baby step to getting there. So working backwards, beginning with the end in mind, and then boiling it down to the simplest step is what I like to do. What about you? Um, I'm finding, again, we I'm not perfect, but we've done a lot of leadership and habits and all the things. And so I find myself needing the most when it comes to the bad days, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been really working on, especially when I feel like it all has to get done right this second. Right. So what does that look like for you, though? Mm-hmm. Like in your head, are you just like, all right, got to do it, let's go? Or walking away for a second and doing something else that that's a win. Okay. I don't make my bed. I make my bed at night before I get into it. All right. Sounds practical. (laughs) Yeah. I'm that person. In the morning, I just want to go drink my coffee. And then I'm doing good about pulling all dayers, which is sad and exciting all at the same time. Uh, But doing something that feels like a win, because usually in those moments, it's the everything's falling apart or nothing's Mm -hmm. going. So starting the dishwasher, which I would have told you, ew, I don't want to do that either. But it's a win. I can say, I did the dishes today. Mm-hmm. But just walking away from something and then coming back to it like with fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, this summer, I've spent a lot of time outside, which I don't remember the last time I've spent this much time. Granted, it's at a swimming pool. That's but fine. Outside's outside. I do. I think getting outside, fresh air, sunlight mm-hmm. with sunscreen, and lots of water. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know if it's the getting away or being out in the in nature and I don't know. Yeah, I think there's something about nature that helps kind of ground you a little bit. So that's good too. I like that. Wow, well, that wraps up episode 114 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, and chapter 3 covered They Don't Shy Away from Change. Yes, we'll see you next episode. Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.